Hey guys, James here. We recorded this pod before all the trade deadline deals went down. Turns out we aren't very good at predicting trades. Kyle Lowry stayed in Toronto, and the Bulls, Heat, Nuggets, Clips, and Pelicans all got interesting pieces. Some of the content, including the buyout talk, is still relevant though, so enjoy. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Stir Fry Let It Fly podcast. James here, struggling Lakers fan, and we are recording from our home base in Vancouver, British Columbia. Hi, this is Cyrus, a forever DeRozan hater. And this is Will. Uh, I'm surprised how well Suns is doing, but although they lost today, I'm happy. And this episode of the Stir Fry Let It Fly is brought to you by Haley Giselle Skin Care, and they're all caviar infused collection. Be naturally beautiful. Okay, guys, so for this episode, we are one day away from the NBA trade deadline, which means possibly by the time you, our listeners, will have heard this, the trade deadline will have already had passed and there might have been a flurry of activity. So uh, chime in on our socials to keep us posted on how you found it. Okay, so today we are going to break down and talk about some of the most interesting trades uh, for the big names out there. Uh, but before that, do we quickly want to touch on the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns and how they have been taking the league by storm so far? Yeah, um, let me just touch up on what James is saying. I'm not surprised that Utah is doing well. I had them pretty high on in the West. I am surprised how Suns are doing well. Obviously, CP3 has has his effects but uh, I'm, I'm I'm just a little annoyed how James just bandwagon his way here and there. He doesn't talk about Lakers much anymore because they're not doing as well. <laughs> it's all Suns this, Booker that, CP that. Here's the thing. When you're so good consistently for a long time, being good kind of gets boring. So you got to find novelty somewhere else, right? Other places are a little more exciting. Not to say that I'm not a Lakers fan. I very much am. It's just, eh, you know, you know that they're going to show up again in the playoffs. You know that they're going to be contending for a championship. So right now we're on cruise control. It's all good. <laughs> uh, let me re-echo a little bit about uh, the success of uh, Phoenix Suns this year. I believe, of course, uh, the reason why they are so good this year is because of the addition of CP3. But uh, I think um, uh, CP3 actually uh, released uh, DeAndre Ayton's potential. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I think so. And I think that he has been the coach on the floor, which is what you want your point guard to do, right? right? And he keeps on chirping. Like, if you're watching, like, their timeout possessions after every single screen, things like that, CP is in DeAndre Ayton's ear, like, chirping at him, right. telling him what to do. And this guy's got to be a sponge. He's got to take all that info in. And uh, I, to be honest, I haven't watched too much Phoenix game lately. But the only game that I watch is they lose to Minnesota Timberwolf, the worst team in NBA. But uh, James, since you like Phoenix that much, can I ask you, uh, the addition of Jay Crowder, is is that one of the reasons why they are so good this year? Other than CP3? Well, we already saw signs of Phoenix becoming a good team in the bubble, right? Like people can say, hey, they went 8-0 in the bubble. And maybe that was just because it was the bubble. It was unusual circumstance. It was a fluke. But the reality is, I think at that point in time, the Suns were already starting to grow up. 
And this is a more mature, more realized version of those sons. Plus you add in CP, plus you add in uh, Crowder. Crowder, right? But what's happening too, and I think he's sort of the unsung hero of the Phoenix Suns, is Mikhail Bridges. So Bridges is basically like a modern day version of Scottie Pippen on defense. What? This guy is wow. like a black hole. <laughs> That's a Scottie Pippen? On defense. On okay. defense, right? <laughs> I'm not saying his offense is there. Okay. But this guy is amazing defensively. So are you saying Bridges is going to make a defensive first team this year? I That's think, Pippen. Okay. So did Pippen make defensive first team in his first three years? So no, no. So are you comparing Bridges with Pippen the first three so years? So what I'm going to say <laughs> is I think that Bridges will be an all-defense team. Maybe first, maybe second. But I mm. think he's that good. Okay. And I think that a lot of Phoenix's wins are very much associated to when Bridges plays well on both sides of the floor. Like Booker, CP, those are the easy ones. Those are the low-hanging fruit where you're like, okay, I know they're going to give you 15 to 20 points, right? I know they're going to be your go-to guys run your offense. But Bridges is sort of the fulcrum. He's the guy who he can lock down the best player on the other team, and he can nail threes and create occasionally. Himself, yeah. So sorry. So I mean, I've I've known James for almost fifteen years now. Okay, never talked about the Suns ever. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and this year, you know, this guy's good. Jay yeah. Crowder's good. Yeah. Oh, that that guy's the glue. Yeah. It's <laughs> every it's... team needs a guy like Bridges. Every team needs a glue guy who doesn't talk too much, does the job well, right? Who does the dirty work. That's what Bridges is for this team. So you mean he's like a Bruce Bowen guy? I think he is, and I think that Bridges is a better version of Bruce Bowen. So what do you think about uh, the game versus Orlando, the second last team in the East today? (laughs) (laughs) So the Suns laid an egg, right? They They have lost a couple of close games to bad teams like the Timberwolves. Should they have lost those games? No. But then again, they also went against the really good teams, like the Suns have beaten the Jazz. The Suns have beaten the Lakers. The Suns have beaten the Clippers. That said, you know, it's just one of those things where you're on the road. You know, maybe you're not playing your best um, and you just take an L. I don't think it's at all indicative of how good the Suns are. So, James, let me ask you, uh, for the current situation that Lakers experience right now, they without LeBron and without AD, the result that uh, currently they are in fourth in the West, they might be dropped to let's say six or seven before LeBron or AD uh, come back. So if that is the case, in the first one, Phoenix might face Lakers in the first one. What do you think about that? They might, but so might Utah, right? So, I mean, I would love to see that okay. just because I think Phoenix, this version of Phoenix in the playoffs, like you just want to see how they do. Right, because these guys, except for CP and Jay Crowder, they're not battle tested. I like to think they can go far, but I don't know that because we haven't seen these Suns in the playoffs before. So let's see. Right, going against the defending champs, those that's like the best way to like test them, test yourself, right? right. To just jump right in. okay i will say this though i think the jazz are playing well they're definitely outperforming what i expected for them for the season and these guys have been ridiculously healthy to the point where it's been like you know 
they have had, I believe, the least number of starting five variances compared to other teams. I do agree. Uh, you know, Gobert usually like injured here and there. Yeah. Conley, like not always healthy. Conley's been injured a few games, but that's the only one. For the most part, they've been healthy. But the other thing about the Jazz is Conley's playing well. So they had they, they did have three All-Stars this year. Yep. And Clarkson is probably the sixth six man, man of the year leading candidate, right? Yep. So like as a whole, that team is outperforming expectations. So I'll give you that. I mean, the saying is you got to be good to be lucky, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. Okay. All right. So let's move on and talk about trades. So uh, here are a couple of the names that are on the trading block right now. Some of these are just smoke screens, right? Teams will just put names out there, maybe just to get a feel for what they're worth and maybe end up making a deal in the offseason or not at all. But it's good food for thought anyways. So first off, we've got the Orlando Magic with two names out there, Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon. Then we've got the Toronto Raptors with Kyle Lowry and Norm Powell. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Larry Nance Jr. is on the market, apparently, because a lot of teams want him. Uh, Houston Rockets, Victor Oladipo. Um, the Rockets just traded P.J. Tucker. So we know they're a seller. Um Atlanta Hawks, John Collins, Sacramento Kings, uh, Barnes, uh, Josh Hart and J.J. Redick of the Pelicans, and Lonzo Ball, and Spencer Dinwiddie of the New Jersey, or the Brooklyn Nets. So of these names, guys, what's the most interesting landing spot for anyone? So pick a name and talk about what's the most interesting landing spot for these. Realistic. Realistic. I say Lonzo Ball to the Clippers. Mm. It's very Mm. interesting. Just because I think Lonzo Ball really improved as a spot-up shooter this year. Agree. So he can actually be one and two. Um, with the starting lineup, he can play with Kawhi and Paul George and become uh, a spot-up or the second unit and become the run-and-gun guy. And I think he can create a lot of shots for the teammate. So Kawhi and PG can focus on defense. And, uh, and then- he's a good defender himself. Yeah, yep. he yep. is. And he's 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, yep. He's a big guy. Um, 38 and a half from three this year. So if, if let's say, Clippers does want a Lonzo Ball, who do they want to give up to New Orleans? Or what New Orleans will get from Clippers to to, to, to trade away Lonzo Ball? I'm thinking it might be a three-team trade with Lou William on uh, on the other side and the third team giving a pick to to New Orleans. Will you give up uh, Patrick Beverly? Yeah. Okay. I would too, because I think what Pat Bev can give you in the playoffs is defense, right? Right. I think Lonzo can give you that as well. Uh, uh, and a little bit more. Yeah. Because he has the height. And he's a, he's an actual floor general, right? Right. Like he can run plays for other people. I think the one reason why you might hesitate if you're the Clippers on that is just because of the playoff experience, right? Like Ron, uh, Lonzo is pretty untested. And the expectation for this team is to make it all the way. And his father? <laughs> and his dad, although I'll bet you his dad is focusing more on LaMelo now. Oh. Um, okay, so you've got Pat Bev, Lonzo Ball. If you're the Clippers, would you give up Markeith Morris in that trade? No. Mm. I'll give up Lou, Beverly, Beverly, for Lonzo. Likely Pelicans, I don't think they want Lou or, or Beverly. So a third team has to be involved. Yeah, here's the tricky thing. Like, if you're the Pelicans and you're watching the Clippers play this year, you don't like Lou Williams. 
right? Because he's not performing this year. He's not a good player. You're okay with giving up JJ Redick because, hey, I mean, you're not giving him much minutes anyways and you've got a youth movement. But I think you need to be incentivized for this. So either you bring in a third team who has picks or you include Marcus Moore Sr., who may be a better fit with like a Zion, Adams, Ingram front court, right? Okay. But without Marcus Moore Sr., that's going to be an issue. Well, yes and no, right? Because what happens is you play your five best guys, which is Ibaka. at that point Ibaka, Kawhi, PG, Lonzo, and then uh, Morris. See. No, if no, you trade away no, Morris, no. then you might have Zubac to start, Batum, Terrence Batum, Mann, yeah. right? Reggie Jackson? Yeah. So, like, yeah, you know, you don't want to give up Morris Sr., but if you could get Lonzo for that, why not? I do it if I'm the Clippers. I wouldn't do it. Um, okay, Cyrus, what do you think? Of those names we talked about a while ago. I think I just see uh, on my cell phone, it looks like, I don't know, uh, Kyle Lowry do some uh, kind of like show that he, that might be the la- his last game in Toronto. So uh, I guess who who's on the market wants him? Uh, Miami Six, Heat? Sixers. Sixers? Yeah. These two teams? Yeah. Well, they're the biggest ones. So Woj yesterday reported that the Miami Heat are also with the Sixers pursuing Lowry, but the Miami Heat aren't willing to break the bank to get Lowry, right? Um, Now, you can interpret that however much you want. Maybe that means they're not throwing in picks. Maybe that means they're going to give Hero up, but they're not throwing in picks. Who knows, right? Uh, It's all relative. But we think that the Sixers are willing to give picks up in order to get Lowry. I heard Toronto does really want heroes to to be in his in Toronto. Sure. Sure. And that would make sense, right? You would have uh, still a pretty solid backcourt, a younger backcourt than what you've got right now with Lowry out. Um, I do think if you're Toronto, like hero and then something, right? It's not yep. just hero. Yep. Whether that's Duncan Robinson, whether that's Precious Achua, something. Right, because Hero is not equal to Lowry. So, I think I think Hero is equal to uh, expiring Lowry that they're not going to resign. If well, uh, because okay. you got to think that wherever Lowry goes right now, he's signing off on the deal, and him signing off, it's not it's not going to be Masai trades Lowry. It's going to be Lowry is okay with Masai trading him to this destination, which means he's probably going to sign an extension or something like another contract with him over the summer. Yeah, but if Miami weren't willing to, to trade Hero and Duncan Robinson and more for Harden, why are you doing a Lowry trade less the picks? If you ask me, I think Miami is regretting like not trading Hero and Duncan Robinson for, yeah, for Harden. Probably. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But what if the asking price for Lowry is lower, right? Which it should be compared to Harden, right? right. Yeah, but so we saw that Harden got what? Got Houston six picks. Three pick swaps, three actual picks, right? Yeah, but would you, okay, if you were Miami, you're all in at this point with Butler and Harden or Lowry. Yeah. What's another three first round two swap? It's true. It's true. But if you're giving up Hero, like you don't need to give up that much, right? But you're getting Harden. Yeah, that's true. Right? You you're, had to Lowry and Harden are even at their prime is totally two different things. But you could also say that same thing about Philadelphia, right? Daryl Morey must be like kicking himself because why didn't he try to trade for Harden? Because he doesn't want to give up Simmons. Maybe, but he had all the picks, right? 
So, I mean, at this point, this Sixers team probably would have been better with Harden and Embiid than Simmons and Embiid. Ooh. So, yeah, that's true. I don't know. And your your conference rival just got stronger. The Brooklyn. Right? Brooklyn. Right. Right? So now they have to get through Harden in order to get to the finals. So, okay. So you've got Lowry. You think Lowry's going to go to Miami or do you think he's going to Philly? I think Miami to me. Mm. How about you, James? I think Lowry would go to Philly. I think he's from Philly. I think Philly makes a lot more sense for him. In terms of if I'm Lowry and I'm looking at the landscape, right? I think Philly has more potential and has a better roster built around it. Just but, because, but Miami was the championship last year. They were. And remember, like Philadelphia last year was not their best year, right? For a right. lot of reasons. Right. Embiid's health was one of them, but Simmons didn't really play in the playoffs either, right? Okay. So there's a couple of different variables where if you're thinking about it, Embiid is having a career year. Hopefully, when he comes back from his injury, he's back, picking and, and, right back up where he left off. And Tobias is playing well this year as well. Tobias has been unleashed by Doc Rivers, right? <laughs> okay. But really, I don't think you can go wrong because Rivers and Spolstra, they're both fantastic coaches. Yeah. Okay, so I, if I had to pick a name from all of this, I would love to see Aaron Gordon in a different team. Mm. I'd love to see my guy Aaron Gordon in a different team. Which team? So many guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's what happens when you've got a posse. Um, I would love to see Aaron Gordon in a team like Portland Trailblazers. Portland. Right? Because the easy thing would be to say, hey, Aaron Gordon... Get bought out, go to the a contender like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nets, the Bucks. That's not going to happen. He's not going to get bought out. He's going to get traded, right. right, if that happens. Now, I think a good fit would be the Blazers just because think about their roster construction, right? So you've got two very dynamic guards. You've got Dame, who is a lead guard, and he can raise your ceiling so high because of how clutch he is, right? right? But you need a swingman and a guy who can do the dirty work shoot from wherever, defend some of the big names out there. So Aaron Gordon does dirty work, really? I think he can because he needs to accept that role. How about Oubre for Gordon? Interesting. So Golden State. Yeah. Hmm. Where is Golden State right now? I think they're uh, 10th. I think ten. They're 10th right behind like Dallas. A game? So you think it's a, it's a long play? Like it's, not yeah. for this season? For yeah, so basically you would have... Uh, Curry, mm-hmm. Clay, yeah, Wiggins, Green, and Gordon, Gordon, and well, James Wiseman. Yeah, yeah. Wait, who would you have to give up to get Gordon though? He's Oubre, Oubre, oh Oubre, Kelly Oubre. But if I'm okay, if I and they have picks. That's true. That's true. Oubre is young. How old is Oubre? I don't know. Be twenty five. That's it. It fits the Orlando age bill. Gordon is twenty five too. You know that. Yeah, but he's been. They're too long. Okay. Yeah. Um, Gordon is making 18 mil a year. Ubre should be 12-ish. Uh, Ubre is... Oh, this is the wrong team. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking around 10 to 12 for Ubre. Okay. Uh, Ubre is 14. Yeah, so, so it's it, close. Will, it would work. It would work for sure. Yeah. I think that... <laughs> That might be a good trade. Yeah, you need to throw other salaries in to make sense, but you've got an outline. But does Orlando Magic want Aubrey first? You'd have to sweeten the deal. Yeah. 
so I'm from what I've heard from all the talking heads out there, um, James Wiseman is pretty close to untouchable unless like they get blown away with an offer, right? Because they really see a lot of potential from him. him. Yep. So they're not going to trade Wiseman, but I think Golden State's in pretty good shape as far as still having a lot of their picks, as far as like maybe having some younger assets. But Curry is thirty three. Yeah, this is the, right? this is why you make the move to get uh, Gordon, right? Okay. Um, yeah, be- before their their father times comes, right? I think for me, it makes more sense for Gordon to go to Golden State compared to Portland, just because. Needless to say, I think Portland needs another superstar to elevate them to the next level. Like Dame can only get them so far. They can add pieces here and there, but their team is pretty strapped at this point. What about Boston? Okay, so here here's a question. Would you trade Rocco and Collins for Aaron Gordon? This trade works in the trade machine. Oh, no. No. For, for, that, that's going to really kill Portland's defense. You think? I'm not saying Rocco is like some all-NBA defensive team at this point, mm-hmm. but Gordon is really not known for their D. That's Dame, true. CJ... Three. Carmelo, Carmelo basic, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey James, what what about Gordon to Boston? You know Boston want a big man, right? Yeah, you know that's a really interesting trade, but I I don't think that that's what Boston needs. I don't actually know what Boston needs because if you think about, it, they have three big men. They have Tice, Tristan Thompson, yep. and who's their other guy? Uh, Robert Williams. Yeah, Time Lord. Right. Robert Williams. But they are not that good. And I think that what they want to do is they want to build up Williams, right? They want to start to try and give him more minutes, get him in shape for that position. Um, Because that guy is like a great defender too. I think the issue is with Boston, it's not so much that they need a big guy. I think they need more wings. You have Brown and Tatum and Smarts already. So Smarts a guard. Okay. And Smart would be what you would use to get Aaron Gordon. But you have Brown and Tatum already. You do. And where are they at right now? That, but right. you're not going to give up Smart for Gordon. Mix. It's it's too much. I agree. Because I think that Smart is a really good player. And he's like the heart and soul of your team. Right? But the issue is Brown and Tatum, last year's team was more successful because, you know, the big difference is Gordon Hayward. Hayward. Right? Who was also a wing who gives them that change of pace. Right? And Kemba was playing better last year. True. So they need an upgrade, whether it's at the six-man spot, at the forward, something to kind of approximate what Gordon Hayward gave them last year. Because Hayward was also a ball handler, right? Right. So you could take the pressure off of Kemba when Kemba wasn't playing well. Hmm. Um, Okay. How about we talk about bio candidates? Okay, let's talk about bio candidates. There's two big names that come to mind when we're talking about buyouts. And these have been confirmed by their respective teams. The Cleveland Cavaliers' Andre Drummond is probably the biggest name of the bunch. Uh, This guy is averaging, what, over 13 rebounds a game? Easily a defensive... Like, if you were to get him, it would be primarily for defense, not for offense. Um, And then LaMarcus Aldridge of the San Antonio Spurs. So these two guys are currently not playing for their respective teams because the teams are looking for a trade, allegedly, but more likely we're looking at a buyout. So guys, where should these two names go? I heard Lakers want Drummond really bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. A lot of teams want Drummond. Uh, Lakers and Brooklyn. Brooklyn wants Drummond, right? So if Brooklyn got Drummond, that would complete it, right? So they would have that center position, which is right now their weakness, even though Claxton is playing pretty well. You have DeAndre Jordan. You do, but is he the guy you trust in the playoffs? Probably not. Okay. Right? But that would round out, because Drummond also was an all-star a few years ago, right? Jordan was all-star a few years ago too, right? Jordan was an all-star as well. So that would be like a pretty powerhouse of a team, right? Yep. Because um, you're loaded at like the two guard spots. And they've got one of the best forwards in the game, King. if not the best. And you still have Break Griffin. You still have uh, Griffin, Griffin, right? Yeah. You've got a glue guy who is Bruce Brown. Right. And then you you need a center. And you have Joe Harris. Yeah. And you've got a shooter, a knockdown shooter, right? Joe Harris. So is that, what do you, what do you think, Will? Where do you want to see Drummond? I th- I think going to Brooklyn might not be fair. Like we, I I don't want to see Golden State over again, right? Yeah. Yep. So Clippers, it's I think it's you a think, good destination. You don't think they're too loaded? Like they've got Zubac and Ibaka. I don't know. Zubac is not really a playoff guy to me at all. You don't uh, even play him. Let me throw a, a name uh, a team right now. What about Dallas? Dallas is good, but I think if you're a Drummond, you might also be looking more to win a championship. Then it's either Lakers and Brooklyn or Clippers then. What about the Bucks? Is there anything there? It could be a good change of pace. Instead of Lopez, who is more of a three-point shooter, you have Drummond, who's more of an interior presence. What, so you're going to play three, three, three tall guy, um, Giannis, Brooke, uh, Brooke, and Drummond at the same time? Yeah, you're right. I think that's the issue is that Drummond's free throw percentage is not the greatest. And then Giannis is also like struggling to score sometimes. Okay. So it sounds like Brooklyn might be the best destination. Or Lakers? Clippers? Yeah. yeah, I mean, the thing about the Lakers is I think what they're looking for is, I mean, they'd love to have Drummond. But I actually think Aldridge is a better fit for the Lakers. True. Because um, well. Uh, Aldridge can uh, stretch the four for, for for the Lakers, right? How about Aldridge in the Clippers system playing with Lou? So, so I cannot emphasize this enough. This version of LaMarcus Aldridge is not the same LaMarcus Aldridge we've seen in the previous years, right? This is why they're also okay with trading him because he's not contributing to the Spurs anymore, right? The Spurs yep. are better without him. So. Yep. So Aldridge on the Clippers is an interesting idea, but doesn't he do a lot of what Ibaka is already going to do for you? But second unit. Maybe. Yeah. But Lamarcus is a defensive liability now. So whoever get this get Lamarcus right now, like you have to you know, understand that he might not be able to defend yeah, but, properly. But this is the thing about the second unit. Like you put Lou Williams out there not because of the defensive capability. Basically when the second unit is out, you're hoping that you're not gonna fall behind. So if your attack is at the same po- same pace as their attack and give minutes off for Paul George and Kawhi and Ibaka, that's all you need. That's what uh, LeBron James has been missing all these years. Whenever he sits down, they're 10 points behind. Mm. You just want to at- go attack for attack in the second unit. And, you know, the last two minutes of the game, you put Lou... Paul George, Ibaka, Kawhi out there. You don't have to put Marcus out there. Maybe for the final shot. Mm-hmm. 
mm. but not as uh, defensive. Like they, you can keep swapping too, right? Just like what they're doing, what they have been doing. So I think Aldridge is an interesting player for a lot of reasons. Like I would love my heart would love to see Aldridge back in Portland, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just because that's where he started. Right. That's where he. You could argue he hit his peak. Right. Right. Peak Aldridge was like forty-two points a game in that first round series against I don't even remember which Houston was Houston. We watched yeah. him live. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He was so dominant. Like that's where my heart wants him to go. And I think they could work something out because the Spurs at this point want young talent to pick up Collins, right? Um, I do think, though, that another interesting thing, another interesting destination for Aldridge would be Phoenix. Phoenix. He does consider signing with Phoenix when they when he choose to either Lakers, Phoenix, and San Antonio. At yeah. the end, he chose San Antonio. He did. He did. Yeah, right? That's right. He chose San Antonio because uh, Pat Duh. Riley told him, hey, think about something bigger than just the individual. Think about the team. And San Antonio is all about the team. Right. Right? And at that point in time, the Suns were not good. Yep. This version of the Suns, they're good. And they could be a piece away from making, you know, noise, more noise. Not LaMarcus at this point in his career, though. It might not be LaMarcus. Here's my thing. Like, coming off the bench, like, who do you have for the Suns? You've got Cam, Cam... Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson. Uh, campaign. Oh, the Cameron Payne. Yeah, Cameron Payne. Okay. You've got Dario Saric. Faminski, um, right? Friend. Kaminsky. Huh. Assuming Crowder's in the starting lineup. So that's that's sort of like your bench guys, right? Okay. Like you would want to add someone who can like give you buckets in the bench from the bench, right? If you're the Sun. Yep. Like I can see Aldridge totally helping the Suns from a bench role. Um, and then if you are the Spurs, maybe you get some picks because the Suns still have something, right? Maybe you pick up, I don't know, Kaminsky or something. They seem to like tall white guys, right? Yeah, but are, are, are we talking about trade or buyout? That's true. It's a buyout. So I do think like the Suns make, a, make good sense. Okay. So what happens if the Marcus goes to the Suns? Are you still rooting for Cyrus? Are you still rooting for Lamarcus? I like Lamarcus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I I still hope him like do. So yeah. So if he goes to the Suns, you're gonna root for the Suns. Oh, that's that's tough for me, man. It's it's, 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 it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I mean, even Lamarcus going to the Jazz makes sense. He can shoot threes now. They're loaded though. They don't have any minutes for him. Because that like the Jazz have Ingles and Clarkson coming off the bench. That's true. He can pay five. And Lamarcus can pay five. You have favors. You have no minutes. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it makes sense for Lamarcus to go. If he wants to win a championship, Utah might not be the destination. It's Lakers and Brooklyn, man. If he wants... In his... Let me think... Well, what about Milwaukee? Milwaukee's too fast for him. Yeah. He's too slow now. Well... Okay, well, okay, but would would you say that Brook Lopez is much faster than Aldridge? No. Lopez is, like, lumbering, right? Okay. He's not the fastest guy out there. He's a better three-point shooter, though. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing, right? Like, the Bucks are not a terrible fit for Aldridge. Can be one of the destination. Yeah. Can be. Yeah. And now you get Tucker. Yeah, that's right. So you have, like, a pretty mobile defender if motivated Milwaukee might be a good choice yeah I agree with you James right um I mean he would be Lopez's backup maybe 
Because what they're doing right now more of the time is like Giannis at center, right? Yeah. So that way it saves Giannis from having to be at the center and still creates that space for him. Um, okay. Parting thoughts, guys, before we end this episode? So right now, if um, if Utah wins today, which likely they will, it will be three games. With how many games left? 44, so 30 games, roughly. Yeah. 28 games. games. That's still a lot. That's still a lot. Um, Utah is up by 29 points. So yeah. let's just say they're going to win this one. And it's back-to-back. So likely they're they playing tomorrow. No, I oh, think yesterday? no. I think they're playing. Um, Brooklyn is playing Utah twice. Oh come <laughs> on! Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Look at all these patsy cakes that they're playing. Well, you can't blame them. It's. Uh... Oh yeah, they're playing. Oh no, no Memphis. They're playing oh, Memphis, Memphis twice. Oh, three Memphis times twice. in four nights. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. Oh man, I wish Jaron Jackson's back. He's not back. No, he's not back. Yeah, so... Memphis is playing pretty well, though. I, I think Utah is going to take at least two, if not all three. Yeah. <laughs> They're playing Memphis three times in four days. Oh, yeah. right. How come Spurs is, uh, is still keeping DDL in the team? You know, he is probably on some like blogs and some talking heads. They talk about him as a potential to-be-traded right. character. The thing is, if you're the Spurs, he's probably your best player. Right. Yeah. I mean, sure. Ken Johnson, like, yeah. uh, they, they're still young, whatever, still young, still young. Right. But it's probably him. And you know, if you're the Spurs, if you make the playoffs, you're not going to go past the first round. But that's okay because nobody really expected you to even make the playoffs. So why not just ride this out? Because if you can get like a mid first round or too late first round for DDR. But and- here's my question to you What would be on the table now that wouldn't also be on the table in the summer? It's un- he's unrestricted. Yeah, he's become free agent. He's a oh, full- is he a free agent? Yeah. yeah, he's yeah he took the playoff option, uh, option this year. Oh. So it's it's now or never for the Spurs if they yep. want like a mid to late first round pick. Huh. Okay. Huh. So that's why I'm surprised that Spurs is still keeping him. Yeah. So so it, we you know, could be surprised. You never know. You give you give your other players even more time by trading DeRozan, right? Well, your your Spurs, you guys' Spurs, are not very well known for making midseason trades. True. So. True. Yeah, I mean, but you're trading away. You're trading away, right? You're not trading in. I mean, the last big trade away that they did was Kawhi Leonard. No, the last big no, midseason trade. All, yeah, the last exactly. big midseason yeah. trade is Richard Jefferson. Wow, that's like 50. Yeah, wow. yeah it's, it's a while back ago. It's Richard Jefferson. Yeah, 12 or 13 years ago. Okay. All right. So with that, we will call it there. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Stir Fry Light or Fly podcast. We will catch you guys on the next one. See ya. See ya. See ya.